For October 7th, 2020, it's the Lullabot Podcast. It's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 250. I'm Matt Cleave, a senior developer at Lullabot. With me, as always, co-host of the show, senior front-end developer, Mike Herschel. Hi, Mike. Big 250. Big 250, that is true. That's a milestone. Uh, if you Maybe. count by tens, I suppose, or <laughs> yeah. a quarter of or the way fives, to a thousand. Or twenty-fives, or fifties. Yeah, that's good. That's good, but we counted by ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, big news today coming out of Lullabot, right? Mm-hmm. We have two, very big news. two very special guests on that are going to tell us all about it. First off, we have Lullabot co-founder Matt Westgate. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. Matt, you're no stranger to the Lullabot podcast. You were on the early days quite a few. Oh, maybe even numero uno, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great to be here again jump from one to 250 you know just make those <laughs> quarterly intervals well, you, you, you were kind of in there every once in a while i mean we've had john we talked about tugboat we talked about uh, lullabot at 10 years um i don't know on and off throughout the throughout our time on the podcast yeah it's been great and next up we have seth brown who has a new title uh, wait, I do. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is a so, hell of a so way to yeah. tell somebody. <laughs> yeah, we're announcing this to everyone. Okay. Seth, what's my new title, Mike? You are the CEO. Of oh Lullabot. no! Are you kidding yeah. me? That's <laughs> oh, frightening. Seth. Yeah, Lullabot, Seth, <laughs> no, I, I sent you that Slack message. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then I guess I'll have to to uh, up my game here. Uh, that's that's certainly a. Um, exciting prospect i accept all right all right yes. <laughs> seth of course yeah, be- that went well before being the ceo now you were the coo at lullabot previously so we just changed one of the initials yeah and that's never a big deal I don't <laughs> <think>. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta do less operate operating more executing now yes yes yep um because that's a verb uh yeah i <laughs> i am not sure um that it is a huge switch in some senses. Like I, I think that, you know, I was focused on kind of our professional services work and will continue to be so. Uh, but losing Matt is, is a big deal, but we're not losing Matt. We're not, yeah. Matt's not disappearing off the face of the earth or, or pretty much going anywhere because of COVID, right, Matt? I mean, you're pretty much still at your house, haven't left your house, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> leaving your house. Yeah, I could, there's if there's an outside, I, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, tell us about your new gig. So yeah, there's a lot of fun things going on at Lullabot these days. It, it's it's the it's the darndest of times. It's uh, to be doing all of this stuff. Uh, so hugs to all of our listeners. Hope hope everyone's safe out there. Um, we Lullabot has been doing we've had this vision that uh, this is no surprise for us, even though it's a surprise for our, for our listeners. This is a a project, a thing that we started thinking about about eight years ago, um, sort of succession planning, the future of Lullabot, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, And one of the things that we did in 2012 was this concept of open books management. Uh, The idea of, you know what, like we are working with, super smart, super skilled people 
um, that are always asking us questions about how the company works and, and the numbers and all of that. One of the things that we could do, I mean, we got our start in Lullabot by being a part of Drupal and we saw the ethos of open source and how transparency and collaboration can be tools for empowerment. So we thought we could kind of replicate that idea at the business level by opening up our books, by teaching uh, our team how financials work. Uh, and that's gone really well. Um, it was a little quirky to come to a company retreat and say, hey, we're going to have an accounting class, <laughs> you know, and like hand mm -hmm. out balance sheets and P&Ls. But um, it, we, the team really ran with it. And before you know it, we were all doing, not we, but there was a, there was a, a group of us that went on to do like Coursera financing classes and, and group study books and all of that. But uh, one of the things that we've, that we've wanted to do is, um, you know, we've uh, started new ventures. Uh, Drupalize Me was a big one that uh, was a, um, a lullabot company that went out. At first, that was our education initiative. Then, I don't know how many years ago, Seth, was it four, four or five years ago, I want to say? 2016. Yeah, 2016, uh, Drupalize Me went off, uh, did its own thing became its own its own company. It's now called OCO Labs. OCO is for open source inside out. Uh, and um, we have a new opportunity now with that. Uh, we have a, an opportunity to create another uh, sister company uh, in, in, in our Lullabot portfolio, and that is Tugboat. Uh, so many of you have seen or heard Tugboat around, uh, and I am going to... I guess go be the captain uh, of, of Tugboat. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and uh, and so we've got a, a, a team uh, that we're going. We've got some funding from Lullabot, uh, and we're going uh, we're, we're going full sail uh, into, into making <laughs> that thing making that thing happen. So tugboats have a sail. Do they have a tiller or more like a steering wheel? I'm going to keep mixing it up. Um, <laughs> get me going here. It's going to go into pirate speak. <laughs> oh, a pirate but, tugboat. Yeah. Raise the Jolly Roger. We're launching the tugboat. <laughs> um, and it's really exciting. There's a lot of neat uh, features happening. We've been able to uh, contribute. Tugboat's been able to contribute to Drupal.org. We are testing, uh, creating... Um, deployment previews for all of the Drupal core merge requests right now, mm -hmm. trying to find our way to contribute back to the community uh, through that. Uh, we've got uh, visual regression testing and a bunch of new features down the, down the pipe that we're, we're really excited about. And but, Matt, if you could just step in real quick and explain Tugboat to somebody if they haven't heard of it. Tugboat.qa is the website, um, if they can go to. We'll also link to a previous podcast we did, but it was quite some time ago. Tugboat has grown yeah. since then and you know, is, is bigger as a product than what it used to be. Um, just kind of briefly go over what Tugboat is and what it does for us, if you would. Sure, sure, yeah. The quick version is it, it, uh, it creates review environments uh, for, uh, for developers. So when they make a pull request, it creates a, a review environment. It adds a whole bunch of additional like testing and functionality on the back end of that review environment, but it creates a URL for stakeholders to see the work as soon as it's ready to go. So the engineering team doesn't have to spend time, uh, deploying to a staging server, rolling up all of the code chunks and, and making that happen. It's just an automatic thing. The rest of the team gets notified, uh, there's some cool tools and functionality on the back end to automate things like um, 
there's there's some stuff we're going to be announcing soon that may or may not be related to SEO analysis, <laughs> accessibility testing. We've already got the visual regression component. So we're trying to automate all these things to really help uh, the review process go, go fast. So check it out. It's hosting agnostic, uh, which is great because it can work with uh, uh, any hosting provider. provider. Cool. So uh, before we talk about maybe the future, let's maybe talk about how Lullabot started. You know, so Lullabot was founded in what year? 2006. Yeah. January 1st, 2006. And, and it, was, uh, it was you and Jeff Robbins, correct? Yeah. The way that worked is uh, I had just finished writing the e-commerce platform for, for Drupal of all the things. Uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, and then thanks to, to people like Gordon Hayden and uh, Ryan Zarama, who have uh, continued the, the legacy of that. Although Ryan, I think he, he made his own, he made his own instance of the, the e-commerce stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I was there and, and I met Jeff Robbins in the Drupal issue queue of all places and I helped him get his instance up and running. And then one day he reached out to me and asked if he could uh, pay me to talk to him about Drupal. Um, it's more or less how Lullabot Consulting was, <laughs> was created. <laughs> and then uh, we started getting, getting opportunities. We, I wrote the book on Drupal. And, um, you know, the, the cool thing was uh, we had an opportunity to start to hire some of our friends in the Drupal space. And, and there's there a lot of luck and, and timing on there. But it, was, it sure was a lot of fun to be a part of that early, early Drupal movement. Yeah, totally. So, uh, and and for a while, Lullabot was was training before we actually started building the websites ourselves, right? Yep. Yeah, we were going around and doing workshops uh, all over the place, uh, teaching people how to build build Drupal websites. Uh, we think it was what year was it, Seth? When we were at Providence in the Music Mansion, was that, that was two thousand seven? Where yeah. I where I came on the scene, I think maybe Matt Cleave as well went to Lullabot training. Yeah. Thereabouts. I believe it was um, the year after Portland in like well. January or February was me in Portland. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But Seth, yeah. I mean, that was your introduction to Lullabot. I mean, you were a student in, in the training classroom. Now, uh, yep. the new CEO and of the company. I, That's pretty cool. It's, it's totally, I started in the mailroom for sure. Um, <laughs> it, I, I was actually sitting in the front of that class in 2007 in the Providence Music Mansion with Addison Berry who incidentally is now the CEO of um, Osseo Labs. And she was hired, I think, at the end of that trip. Um, but what I remembered about Lullabot was what a, a warm, fuzzy, you know, kind of, it's it's it feels embarrassing to say, but loving towards each other group they were. And I thought, wow, I'd love to work like that at a place like that someday. Um, and I was really impressed with the culture even then, even though it was a really small, very talented group with, uh, Jeff Eaton and Angie Byron and Nate Haug and Matt and, um, and Jeff Robbins. And I, uh, I thought when the job opportunity to be a project manager came up uh, in 2010, um, I thought, well, here's my chance. Um, so I applied and, and uh, came in with four other Lullabots to start the professional services um, division of Lullabot. And Matt, Cleve, you came in shortly thereafter into that kind of new uh, effort. Uh, you you hired me, Seth. Project. I did. <laughs> I did. I hope you don't have any um, 
damning materials related to that hiring process. (laughs) (laughs) But I have the email that I think proves that you were being groomed for this position even since uh then, just because Matt had delegated the, uh, the, the hiring process to you at that point. So it was, let's, let's see where Seth is going to go. Let's see how, or at least I was claiming, I was claiming that that had been delegated. That was probably inaccurate, but, um, no, it was, it was, we started building, uh, professional services and our consulting and education work, uh, moved more from mailing CDs to, to being online, became Drupalize me. And then eventually we, we spun that off. Um, we stopped doing trainings and the, um, incipient professional services group that started in 2010 kind of grew to, you know, be our entire business. Um, uh, and that's where we are today, uh, at about 54 folks. And, you know, our focus is very much on, uh, building Drupal for, um, large scale digital publishers doing Drupal and work. Seth has been with, with that every, every step of the way, taking it from the, the little seedling idea to, to what it is today. So don't know of any, any person better than Seth to lead that, uh, to be Lullabot CEO. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna be on I'm a boat. Speechless at that. I'm gonna be on a, <laughs> I'm gonna be on a tugboat. Well, Matt, and, Matt's, yeah. and Matt's journey begins by boat at this point, <laughs> like so all I adventures. Say, I, you know, I'll still be on the chair of Lullabot as the as a chairperson, providing support that way. I mean, the thing that we've been wanting to do again with the 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 concept of Lullabot in sort of learning and teach the business fundamentals is uh, this idea of like, you know what, when there are opportunities to present themselves of like, hey, I see this opportunity within Lullabot, something that we offer, I want to, you know, is there a way to s- support this? Does it provide better service to our, to our customers? You know, little things like tugboat come up or, or opportunities like that. And the idea is that that we all can empower each other to do those those kinds of things, which is one of the reasons that you know we've also been talking with about employee ownership for a long time, right, Seth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are moving as rapidly as we are able um, towards that uh, goal of employee ownership. Um, and the inspiring idea that I think you're alluding to is is being a company of companies. So. Um, beyond just uh, Lullabot, the professional services group, you know, Tugboat would be a sister company. Um, maybe someday Osseo Labs comes back into the fold. We, we let the teenager move out of the basement and we found out we really missed them um, and <laughs> might, like them, might like them to move back home someday. Well, let's, but, uh, if, if we yeah. just mention those, them real quick, um, they left as Drupalize Me. And, and now mm-hmm. as a company, they're much more than that. If you look at OCO Labs information on the internet, they have multiple websites kind of doing the same idea of thing, you know, tr- training people how to how to do things on the internet. And yeah, really cool. They're doing they, great things. They've made some forays into teaching Node.js yeah. and, and Gatsby. Um, and uh, but yeah, but Drupal is still very much their core focus sure. um, as it is Lullabots. And uh, yeah. So, so the employee ownership, um, hopefully, w- will uh, come to fruition this year. We're certainly making an effort in that direction. There's a lot of things that have to go right for that to happen. Um, and, you know, in 2020, that seems like we're asking a lot. But, uh, you know, we're working towards the goal of um, uh, 
being an ESOP, an employee-owned company. And uh, ideally, that would happen on December 31st, uh, you know. And, and so, as, as, you've t- as we've talked as, as a staff, there's a lot that needs to happen before then. So mm-hmm. kind of cart before yeah. the horse. I mean, that's kind of the, the end game there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and if not now, later, you know, sure. um, but the, the intention is that January 1st, I don't know why it's always January 1st, but it's always January 1st, 2021, we'd become a hundred percent employee owned organization. Uh, that's what we're shooting for. And for some reason it doesn't happen, then we'll, we'll, you know, pull it, push it out to the, to the future, but it's definitely on our radar and we are all very excited about it. It's because we like New Year's resolutions. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> the the vehicle to do this is is complicated, but I've been working on this metaphor, so let me try it out on you guys. So Matt had a house, right? Matt owned a house, and he built it from the ground up. He started building rooms, and he invited a bunch of us to come hang out and live with him. And uh, you know, we've lived in those rooms, and over time, you know, we've all helped build the house as well. And the house has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and now it's actually worth worth quite a bit of money. And so it's, it's something of value. And so as the current owners um, exit, it's kind of like the new owners, the employee owners, which would be us going forward. It's kind of funny because we are both the, the buyers and the sellers here. We would be um, taking on the mortgage for this new house and becoming owners um, through a vehicle that's uh, available to us through the federal government um, called an ESOP. And, uh, yeah, we would we would have to pay down that mortgage, but then slowly we would own more and more equity um, in the house. And the cool part of the, about that is that all of our um, profits um, would be going back to all of us. And and for us, that creates some meaningful equity for everyone um, that we all get to share in the upside of of what we've built um, as as we have more and more equity. And and if Lullabot were to like a house were to increase wildly in value um, through growth or acquisitions or, you know, any of those things. It's kind of like, you know, your house going up in value. Uh, It's great if you're the owner of a house and it goes up in value. So that's the hope. And, you know, the, the, the um, way to get there might be through a company of companies, um, you know, through adding new businesses under the roof, the same roof, or it might be through, building out the house that we already have, you know, growing, growing what we've built so far. So those are both available to us. Uh, but yeah. So what does this, what does all, all of this mean to any of our customers? Like, like is like yeah, a company yeah. of companies going to affect them or are you going to dramatically change anything? Um, well, I mean, to, to like, we're not going to dramatically change our governance. And I think that's the first question on anybody's mind and governance. I see Matt kind of flinching. You guys can't see him, but that's clearly a jargony word. Um, But we're, we're, you know, we're still going to have a CEO. We're still going to have managers. We're still going to operate much as we do today. Um, But as a company of owners, you know, hopefully there's that thing where, you know, homeowners tend to take better care of their houses than renters. I, I think that's fair to say, um, but there's you know, some meaning we, we and some purpose a, to it, right? Yeah, we create a culture of ownership, and I think ho- hopefully everyone feels um, that buy-in um, and that commitment to Lullabot, to our clients, to the work that they're doing. Um, and so I think that that could have an impact on our clients. Um, but overall, 
You know, if, if I'm a client of Lullabot right now, not a whole heck of a lot changes from their perspective. Um, and maybe that's reassuring. You know, there's, there's consistency going forward. The leadership will look uh, a lot as it does today, um, except for this, this CEO transition. And um, the work that we do will be really similar after January 1st. Yeah, the, the leadership team, maybe to make it clear, like the leadership team isn't, isn't leaving. Uh, if anything, like we are more fired up, more excited uh, to, be, to be a part of this new Lullabot. Um, the employees become the shareholders. Uh, we have jobs just like the employees do, but we are literally in service to each other. Everyone is in service to everyone else. We all have a stake in this outcome together. Uh, and so one of the foundational principles of Lullabot, there's two of them, but one of the foundational principles is that the company and the team are harmoniously aligned, which is why we've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, so it, the, it's not a traditional exit of like, all right, see you later. We're out of here. We'll get good luck with the company. It's actually like, oh my gosh, we are finally making this come true. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving as Lullabot CEO. We'll still be serving on the board together, but I'm leaving to go make Lullabot bigger. Like that's the, that's the intention is, is Seth and I are dividing and conquering oper opportunities. Um, and I don't know if anybody, you know, if any of our clients or our listeners have ever like experienced or been a part of companies that are ESOPs before, um, you know, a lot of craft breweries are employee owned grocery stores are employee owned, um, different factories are employee owned in where, where I live in Rhode Island, my role model for employee ownership is this group called the Newport restaurant group. They are hundred percent employee owned. And what they do is they buy restaurants and then add them to the ESOP. There's about 14 restaurants here and everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people, there's a reputation of these restaurants in Rhode Island that these are the best restaurants to go to go to every employee like knows what an ESOP means, knows that they have skin in the game and just delivers a value of service that just seems to be personal above and beyond, you know, in terms of delivery, food quality, all of that. And so that's what we're trying to create here is just to, to really like this idea of aligning incentives, uh, creating and distributing, uh, um, you know, a retirement future that benefits everybody that's doing the work. Um, and what a more what more inspiring way to like to keep going and, and make this awesome. Yeah. One thing I want to point out, Matt, is that this is something that you know wasn't really a surprise to a lot of people who work here because you've kind of talked about this plan for a long time, even back in what was it, January, February, um, when we were all together back when we could do that kind of thing. Um, you you'd kind of presented this idea that you know in, in the near future. I'd, I'd like to spin off as CEO, you know, put Seth in my place. And the, the, the plan is kind of coming together. The timeline is just seems to be, you know, a little quicker than we initially thought, but six, six years early, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how long we've been talking. I mean, we've were, been talking you, about it for a while. Too. Were you being conservative when you put it six years out or what were you thinking? No. Yeah. No. And 2026 is when we thought we would do all of this, but there's just the, op, you know, this is sometimes the moment arrives at your doorstep sooner. I guess it's better for it to arrive sooner than later. 
you know, Seth was feeling ready. He, he wanted to step into the opportunity. We have some momentum right now with, with Tugboat that um, is hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, like if nobody's working on this specific vision, it's not going to happen. Uh, and I've got a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit in me. I like a good challenge every now and then for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and I mean, we, we set this up, like Seth, Seth and I have been working on succession planning for, for a long time now. And some of that is just being ready for the opportunity when it, when it arrives. So I can't be more thankful for the team and for Seth for, you know, just being willing to, to have the trust and, and to step into this role. I feel so excited um, and, and know that the team will be supported under his leadership. So since we've uh, presented a few different metaphors on the podcast, I'll bring one more in. I think we're today on the Lullabop podcast, episode 250, we've been visited by three ghosts, the ghost of <laughs> Lullabop past, the ghost of Lullabop present. And uh, why don't we, after this break, talk a little bit about the future? <laughs> I knew this house was haunted. talking with Matt Westgate and Seth Brown. Uh, Matt is the former CEO and Seth, you are the new CEO as you just found out in the first half of this podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I'm starting to adjust now. I appreciate yes. it. And, and maybe I should have reread my Dickens before I added that other metaphor. I'm not even sure that that was a good thing, but that was what I intended. <laughs> well, so, those ghosts meant well. <laughs> of course. So let's talk about like the larger uh, maybe scheme and ecosystem of Drupal. Like, does this does Lullabot's position in the overall Drupal ecosystem change at all? Well, as of today, I think we're going to only be doing decoupled WordPress sites. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, um, we are still very much um, committed to Drupal. Drupal has definitely um, been our, um, you know, focus for all of this time uh, of the last, uh, what, 14 years. It's kind of crazy to say. And um, I think we're as involved and committed as we've ever been. Um, we, we were actually, Mike, you're working on the Oliveira project, which is one of yep. the five key initiatives for um, Drupal 10, which is very exciting. And, I, in, in the Dries note um, at DrupalCon Global, you know, he kind of chose his five uh, priorities. And it was neat to see that Lullabot was mentioned as one of the only, uh, you know, sponsors of those so far. And they were kind of asking for others. But um, how's things, I assume, with Oliveira going well for inclusion in Drupal 10? Yeah, we just got our automated tests passing earlier today. Yay! Congrats. <laughs> Nice. So, and our clients are, are still, you know, very much using and committed to Drupal. Um, for me, one of the things that I always come back to when I'm thinking about, you know, why Drupal is, is what are the sort of problems that our clients are grappling with and, and why is Drupal a good fit for that? Um, you know, right now we're working with uh, three large companies um, that work in the cloud services space, digital cloud services space. And I feel like there's a lot of overlap when, when we look at the kinds of problems that they grapple with day to day, you know, they kind of came into the last couple of years having, you know, some of them uh, 
an ecosystem of different CMSs, um, you know, 300 content types in one case or, or upwards of 300. Um, you know, sometimes you'll have 16 different, you know, call to action content types because someone wanted something a little bit different and created a new special snowflake to create the front end for that and in, in some random system. And so a lot of what we do is we come in and say, hey, let's get this down to a, a much more strategic, reasonable number of content types. Um, and let's create a component library and a design system for you um, that you can use to create systems of websites. So you look across our clients, um, you know, the state of Georgia with its 85 agencies or NYU Langone with all of its different hospitals. Um, we're often not just working on a website. We're working on a system of websites um, where our clients want to be able to publish um, with consistency, efficiency, and do it at scale. And to do those things, you know, they need a, a very solid foundation in terms of their content architecture. Um, and they need a component-driven um, design system that allows them to take and reuse components in lots of different contexts without, you know, diluting or, you know, being messy or messing up their brand. And so I feel like that's where Drupal excels and that's where Lullabot is spending a lot of our time these days. Yeah, that totally makes a lot of sense. You know, if you have an effective component library and effective design system, like as a front-end developer, everything becomes easier. It's just a matter of like assembling the parts and then Drupal, you know, you can, you can a lot of times do that just through the GUI, which is pretty awesome. It's like building our house with Legos on top of Legos. And you know, we like Legos in this world. We've heard that analogy before. <laughs> is is yeah, this the yeah. same house or is this a different house? <laughs> it's, the, it's not the house we live in. Okay. Um, it wouldn't be up to code. But <laughs> it, is, it is a great way to build websites and, and to build you know, publishing systems. Um, I, I feel like Lullabot you know, exists at this. This is kind of... Uh, I'm going to get jargony, but this intersection of large content management systems and design systems and the, the thinking around design systems continues to evolve and they're becoming more and more important with tools like Pattern Lab and Fractal um, and the ability to kind of have a, a library of components that it's easy for page builders to browse, see what's available. And then out of those components, build consistent experiences for their users. Um, and it's it's not the world that we started in 10 years ago where you would get like this long deck of like, you know, Photoshop um, document in a PDF that was, it was basically just, here's all of these pages. It was very page centric, um, the approach to the web. Uh, and I think with the new tools that we have available, it makes much more sense to be, you know, component driven. And uh, I'm assuming our users are pretty familiar with that, with what that means. But Mike, you would be a great person to define what do we mean when we say, a, you know, component library or component driven website, as opposed to something that's more page centric. Yeah, totally. So like, obviously Drupal has the idea, like the concept of nodes and blocks, which I'm assuming, you know, the, that most of our uh, listeners are aware of. So the the idea is is from an editorial point of view being able to kind of browse through 
what you want your block or your node or anything to look like or or assemble a page based on those so i can i can say like i want to i want to i want this style hero component up front and then below that i want to kind of mix and match these and you know your marketers or content editors are able to do that in a way in their own way now like when you're building these components in a design system you can abstract that from drupal so you can even like bring that into different systems beyond drupal which is which is pretty powerful and we're doing on we're doing it within some of our projects and um so it's it's just like it's just a really nice way to share the same markup to share the same work um, throughout your customers, you know, multiple websites, which may or may not be Drupal. So a component might be like a call to action block or a list, Absolutely. a list of links or something, mm-hmm. like, and they're all kind of rendered in a a photo treatment with a caption. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and components can contain other components or typically compose of other components, you know. And they're repeatable. Like that's that's yeah. the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that backend guy know what's going on. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice to be like on the back end of Drupal, Ooh. right, Matt? I mean, a lot changed with Drupal 8, but all in all, like the, the back end concepts are fairly similar. Yeah, I think if somebody were to jump in and say, hey, let's learn Drupal 8, I think it would be difficult without kind of knowing um, the where we've we've come from because a lot of that is still the same. Um, There's a lot of Drupalisms in there. Yeah. 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 Mike, I was curious to ask you something um, related to to our future. Um, it seems like, you know, Dries is acknowledging that Drupal will more and more use the, the phrase uh, become a structured data engine. And I sort of, I can't help but picture, you know, decoupled websites when he says something like that. You know, the idea that Drupal is a place to store your content and then you can easily through JSON API or some other um system create feeds um, that the front end can then consume and you can create experiences using JavaScript, which uh, word on the street is, is how most front end developers <laughs> want to work these days. And, and, you know, that's where the, the developer experience seems to be going. And uh, one of the initiatives that he mentioned is this idea of creating our first uh, menu block that's either a React or a view component or both. Um, what does that do for us? Where does that get us in terms of this journey of, of making Drupal better at being a CMS in decoupled situations? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is just kind of like the term of eating our own dog food. As soon as you make that a core initiative that prioritizes any of the backend work that needs to happen to make this possible. You know, there's, there's plenty of websites out there, you know, that we've built and that other people have built, you know, that, that do menus, but sometimes that can be, sometimes that can be fairly difficult, you know, because of the way that Drupal works. And by, by making an official initiative out of that, well, hey, like, let's make that easy. Let's make that kind of standard. So when you're working with Drupal, as opposed to different, you know, you know, what do you call them? Jamstack type um, CMSs, you know, hey, the Drupal experience is just as good, if not better, you know, when you're doing that, because that's once we've gone through this, yeah, through this journey, does, does jQuery go away? Like, does, does, you know, is this sort of like the beginning of a true modernization of Drupal's um, JavaScript um, 
It's already it's happening, just, you know, yeah. like, and, and to tell you the truth, like um, one of our coworkers, uh, Sally Young is, is one of the initiative leads for like the JavaScript modernization initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, jQuery is already being uh, factored out, you know, like, like when we're writing Oliveira, we're not using jQuery. There's uh, jQuery U- UIs being removed. Um, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of the core stuff that is being developed is refactoring out jQuery and like, like that's a, that's going to be a big task because jQuery kind of hooks itself into everything. In addition to that, like, yeah. Yeah. In addition to that, like we still support uh, Drupal nine, still Drupal nine core still supports internet Explorer 11, which, you know, jQuery supports really well too. But you know, the word on the street is that Drupal 10 will not support IE 11. And that's going to kind of open up a lot, a, a, a lot more options. Mike, that's that that's kind of the biggest benefit to jQuery still hanging around, right? I mean, ten years ago, that was yeah. the argument that was, if you want to run JavaScript that's cross browser, we're going to do it this other way, and it's going to work fine. Um, yeah, and that and was kind of like jQuery, it. right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like modern most modern browsers tend to handle JavaScript pretty. You know, Pretty well. It's a little you know, more universal now than it used to be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There used to be a lot of bugs with within IE, but now, now, now things are a lot a lot cleaner. But mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously still not perfect. So, are we going to support yeah. IE six? <laughs> you don't. Uh, um, I used to God, love IE six. It was yeah. so fast. Yeah, no, I remember when, when like, oh God, I mean, not to date myself, but Netscape 4 was, you know, really where this journey began for me. So, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, just going back to, to Lullabot and Drupal, I mean, I think we, we very much, um, Drupal is the star at the center of our solar system. And most of what we do orbits around Drupal in some form or another, even though that may look like, you know, we've got a developer who's a Swift developer working on TVOS applications. We have another developer working on Roku. Um, But Drupal either is the quote unquote structured data engine to use Dries's term that has all of the metadata and information that's being put out to you know, the uh, iOS or tvOS uh, applications or Roku applications, um, or it was at one point, and our folks kind of got embedded there and, and have stayed um, as those that ecosystem has changed. Um, we are doing a lot of front end and design system work, a lot of work with Fractal, um, where we're helping clients kind of clean up these these messes where you know, special snowflake content types and components have accreted over years and years and years. And now it's just a huge mess. Um, And they really need to streamline that and make it so that editors have a a better page building experience. They have a really clear, clean library of which components they can choose from when they're building pages. And then they can use a, a, a tool like Layout Builder and Drupal to put those together much more easily. Um, we help these clients, you know, uh, filter down to the most essential content types and make sure that those content types are connected to each other in ways that make sense. Um, so that you don't have 300 content types with, you know, 10 different CTA variations that are all slightly different for dumb reasons that are probably related to the presentation layer and not to the actual architecture of the data. So that's, that's where we find ourselves more and more. Um, it's interesting because 
a lot of agencies right now, I think, are moving towards um, uh, how it performs type work. So work based on analytics, you know, on looking at things like um, cost per click and click through rate and total customer lifetime value and, you know, ROI and all of these, these marketing acronyms. And it's tough for us to do that because for a lot of our clients, they're big enough enterprises that they keep that stuff in house. They keep that stuff um, to themselves. That's sort of their competitive secrets, their competitive strategy. It's not something that they're always willing to share with us. Um, And so I find instead of a sort of how it performs type approach, we find ourselves still more in the how it works space um, as as an engineering company, even in the way that we approach design. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of work with, uh, as we've mentioned several times, with design systems. And I feel like that sort of engineering systems for editors to create these publishing systems where you've got, you know, 20, 30 different websites um, all springing out from a single entity, whether that's a university or a company or a government, a state government. Um, and so, yeah, I think in that sense, Lullabot is a little bit different than agencies that do, you know, smaller sites um, where you are able to get a little more into a client's particular analytics um, situation and kind of help them um, with those sorts of things. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like now I'm, I'm, I'm droning on <laughs> Are we much still like the, the, the ghost of, I feel like it's the ghost of Christmas past who's quite talkative. Are we still taking on like the the smaller stuff on occasion? Like the, you, you know, you talk a lot about like large multi website, you know, design systems and stuff. If someone, like if you're a education, you know, like if you're a college and you want us to work mm-hmm. on your website, should they? Do we still- do that. Yeah. Yeah. Should they still call Lola? I'd say definitely call us. We'd love to have the conversation. Sometimes we take on projects um, that are smaller in scale or involve fewer folks. Um, and it, it kind of depends on how availability lines up. But you gave the example of a university and universities are always great to work mm-hmm. with because usually they are doing Drupal in the context of a, a system of websites, you know, for all sorts of different departments and you know, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite projects was at the tail end of last year, it was just like this, uh, you know, a couple months and gate, maybe three, three months. And it was just moving so fast. And it was just like a whole bunch of fun just, just because, because of that, you know, when there's smaller websites, you tend to have a little bit less, um, you know, bureaucracy in there and you can just kind of get stuff done. And, and I just had a whole bunch of fun with that one. Nice. Anyway, um, so when talking about, about Lullabot, we're, we're, I was going to say, I, I want to mention as we're, you know, as we're starting to wind down here that, that we're hiring a front end developer right now. I was going and there. I was going there. You were going there. Okay, <laughs> well, well, let's go there because to use your, your Dickens analogy, I remember at that first training back in 2007, the analogy that I used to describe Lullabot was you know, there's this moment where Scrooge is like standing outside of the party at Fezziwig's house and he's looking in through the window and everybody's happy and having fun and drinking and dancing. And it's this, this wonderful time being had by all. And I felt a little bit like that when I didn't work at Lullabot looking through the window, like, yeah, man, this is a cool place. I want to, I want to get in on that, that party. So 
um, how, do, how would I do that if I was a talented front-end developer and I wanted to work with someone like Mike? If you go to lolobot.com slash jobs, um, it'll tell you you need to get applied by October 12th. And the sooner the better there. And we'd love to hear from you. So would a new employee have uh, anything to say about the new direction of Lullabot or the, any changes or anything that uh, they might need to be aware of about Yeah, they, they would actually. If, if they did come to work and all of this goes, like, again, we're sort of making promises that in 2020 feel like they might be challenging to keep. But if all of the things line up and this does happen by December 31st, then a new employee would be part of this ongoing employee ownership, um, just like everybody else. We're kind of it's kind of like starting fresh on that January 1st, where everyone who is a full-time employee um, will have a share of Lullabot going forward. And that would include the new people. So, so you're not going to head off, spearhead the effort for complicated whiteboard interviews or anything like that? No, <laughs> okay. definitely not. Very good. I, I mean, you will be asked to, you know, write some JavaScript to define the orbit of planets in the solar system, like on the fly. Um, but you can actually do it in front of us on, in your terminal instead of using a whiteboard. As, as long as Drupal is in the center of that solar system. Let's keep and, Right, as long together. as Drupal lies at the center. Yeah. The Drupal solar system. No, You're not we're, allowed we're to totally use syntax joking. highlighting. We don't do that. So that Matt, would be mean. Matt, can you talk about the future of Tugboat? Where are things... Where are things headed on that front? Yeah, no, we've got some really exciting opportunities, some new features we're thinking of rolling out. We're doing, uh, we're going to do some updates to the pricing plans and tiers. Uh, there's a big part of uh, Tugboat that is um, focused as a tool for agencies. There's probably no spoiler there as Tugboat was a tool started by uh, this this agency here, Lullabot, as a way to, to communicate better with our clients. So a lot of the workflows that we're thinking about are more optimized towards, hey, how do we make this work not just for one Tugboat instance, but multiple Tugboat instances for, for an agency that has a bunch of clients to talk to. So yeah, we're really excited about that. We're continuing to, to figure out how we can best support Drupal.org and, and their uh, infrastructure support to get previews deployed on, on Drupal core and hopefully hopefully Drupal contrib uh, issues as well. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the that's kind of kind of where we're going and what we're what we're really excited about. Please hit us up, reach out to me, contact me if you wanna if you want to talk or or uh, learn more at tugboat.qa. Seth, do you have anything to add as we point towards wrapping this up? No. I uh Matt's next journey uh, begins by boat and ours has something to do with the house, but I'm not quite sure exactly what <laughs> other than that it involves mortgages and complex financial concepts. But the right people. Oh, on that note, Seth, is somebody replacing your role as COO? Um, that's a great question. Not immediately. Um, we are, uh, you know, we still have Matt as an advisor on the board. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot of things under my former O initial, um, a lot of operational stuff. Uh, and we're also um, lucky to have a, a really talented group of up and coming leaders um, who, you know, I think are, are filling in those, those spaces, particularly I would mention, give a shout out to Darren Peterson, 
um, who is our new director of projects. And Darren, many of our clients know from such projects as NYU Langone and the state of Georgia and Georgia Public Broadcasting, but Sony Pictures, he's done all kinds of big projects for Lullabot, but he is going to be stepping out of a day-to-day -day project management role and focusing on making all of Lullabot's projects successful. And so that's really where something kind of gets offloaded off of my plate so I can focus more on the CEO position. I've worked uh, with Darren for a year or so, and I can vouch for his ability to keep the balls in the air if we want to add another metaphor. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very good. He's a master carpenter juggler. <laughs> Matt, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, no, there isn't. Words this of wisdom? Is, uh, no, it's, it's exciting. Uh, if people have questions or concerns or want to learn more about any of the ESOP stuff we're doing, um, feel free to feel free to reach out. We're really excited about this ownership model and, and what it can provide. Chairman of the board is a cool title. <laughs> Let's do chairperson. Okay. <laughs> but it, it was, it was so Sinatra. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, if I Matt. say thank Thanks, you, Matt, does that include all the mats? I think so. It does. You have to make it plural. You have to say thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, friends. Thank you.